Welcome all who are listening or watching. We are Conversations of Color. Welcome COC, Clinton. Des. Jazz. Your boy Mark. Jaher, we back on here on the scene, ready to drop some fresh wickeda wickeda mess for y'all to listen to. We got some content. We got some things. <laughs> we got some stuff. No, no. In all seriousness, we just want to talk about how we've been dealing through this pandemic. Some of that fire stuff was popping on in Atlanta, was going on in the in the dirty, dirty, was popping on in New York because that dumbass okay. snow. And let's talk about the issues that's taking place in Texas and why people just leaving and getting up and going to Mexico. Because it's wild, right? So before we jump in, because I know I've been on a rant. <clears throat> Aggie Liddy. Oh. Oh. Can I go first? Yeah. Okay, fine, right, cool. I'll go first. Uh, my Aggie is that I had to work extremely late last week with work on bullshit. <laughs> hope no one hears that from Mark. But, um, <laughs> I hope they probably don't. They, don't, even, they don't. they can't even respond to emails, so I don't know. But uh, no, my, um, my Liddy is probably my cousin is actually coming out here this week. So I'm excited. He's going to be moving out here. So it's going to be cool to, to have, you know, my older cousin out here, really smart, really in tune. Um, and someone I can look up to and guide me on this pathway of life. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll go. Um, what has me Aggie? Oh man, that's a loaded question. Um, I had a tough week this week really tough week um so that has me aggie um it has me liddy is the fact that it's like 75 degrees out here i can't even complain not to rub it in y'all faces i'm just really grateful that i live in a place where i can go outside and go to the beach it's good for my mental well-being so yeah um (laughs) this week has been a rough week for me too I literally um been feeling a little homesick, making the transition from moving to New York to Atlanta. So um I've really been dealing with that and trying to have patience with the transition and um just trying to find a sense of identity here and just going through those emotions. But I'm back, I'm trying to take it day by day and just really just keep it pushing. How you doing, Mark? How you doing? Yeah, yeah. So what got me Aggie is that we had a whole week of straight snowfall. Um, and I was sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But, you know, that's what we about. You know, that's what we got Thames in for that, right? So let's go. You know what I mean? That's what we got, our, you know, you know, we got our, you know, went to wear and went to gear. We good. We, we, there ain't nothing. But what I'm saying is just like, we ain't got 75 degree weather either. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, and I'm but, living on the west side, aka but, uh, the best side. I guess that's the only thing that got me, Aggie. Uh, and, and it's okay because we haven't really had a snow uh, like this in a very long time, so it's a, it's almost kind of like dope. But it was dope to kind of see what, what got me lit was like it was dope to see you know my niece and her friends try to make a snowman. Like that was dope. Like <laughs> 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 when the last time I actually see a, a snowman in real life. 
Yes for inner child work, Mark. Right, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So that's I mean that's I guess the weather has been the cause of my you know what's got me aggy, but also what's got me lit. You know, so see both sides of the coin. Uh, but on a national level, I guess what got me really uh, aggy is just like, you know, to see what people are going through in Texas, right? That's something that I think is like, it's. I feel like it's, it's kind of joked upon and on Instagram and other social media outlets. But, you know, people are really losing their lives. You know, the, the leadership is whack. You know, Ted Cruz is going to, you know, you know, call, I mean, to uh, Cancun for vacation in the middle of a, a crisis, like, that's why, that's why. Uh, but but on the same token, you know you got amazing people out here doing you know doing the work. You got you know uh, people out here making sure people got the re- the necessary resources you know to give people the uh, you know to hold them off until they get their power back or hold them off to you know until they get what they need the heat on because it seems like people are not adjusting to cold weather in general. So especially in a place like Texas. So. Yeah, that's definitely true, man. And it's, it's, uh, I definitely had to reach out to one of my coworkers, like just to make sure that they was good and safe out there. Cause you don't even, you don't know what the, the situation could be, but just kind of praying and, and hoping everything gets smoother for people that's living out there in Texas. For sure. It's, it's wild, right? Who would have thought like out of all places, Texas would go through all of that. Like, but think about what Texas has gone through in the last five years. They've gone through hurricanes. They've gone global through warming. Mm-hmm. We just talked about that earlier. Right? Didn't it global didn't warming. snow in um in like in uh in the Middle East? Like in in uh in, in, in the desert? Somewhere. Yeah, right. I saw a That's crazy. on Twitter or something. I well, even here, like Papa and Malibu, like right by LA, there was uh, like a little bit of flurries. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So no joke. Right, it's real out here. I guess, like you know, going off our of our Aggie and Liddy, um, you know, we never really talk about how all of us are actually doing, like mentally and all of that. So let's kind of just go into that. Um, Daz, I know for you, you just moved to Atlanta. Um, how are you doing? You know, I know that must be really tough for you going to a new city, a new state, not having your family and friends there. Um. Like um, I was telling you guys earlier, this has been a very challenging transition for me. Like, I literally always lived in New York. Um, I've always been around family or close to family. So it's been, and I'm usually not the one to be so, like, emotional or so, like, oh, I need, I need some type of affection of, like, I guess... Um, just knowing that people are there for me because I've always been there for everyone else. So it's like, for me, like my family's showing me like, you know, Jazz, like I'm here for you. Like, don't worry. And like having other friends who also transition, like you guys, like Des and Clinton, I know you guys moved to Cali. Like that's further than what I am. So um, again, I didn't think I would feel emotional, but you know, I'm taking it oh, day by day. Well, it's okay, Jazz. Show. Like, I just want to normalize like what you're going through. Like, I can even hear like you holding back tears and it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. Like, you're not alone. And to me, it sounds like, you know, you it hasn't really been safe for you to receive support because you're always the one giving, giving, giving and like haven't really gotten that back. So 
you know, we are here for you. And just know, I know me and Clinton can speak on it, but like for me moving to, to Cali, when I moved out here three years ago, almost, um, it took me a while to get on my, on my feet. And so I just want to normalize that to you and say that it does get better, but like, this is all brand new and it's unfamiliar. And so of course you're going to be feeling the way that you are. Yeah, no, it's tough. I'm bendito. I'm <laughs> annoying. <laughs> So, yeah. What? No, you said it correctly. Okay, I took, I took Italian for three years. Okay. But I thought, but I thought it was more so like, if it's okay. like. Okay, she's low-key kind of right, but like. In the, like, I'm like, come on, Jess, come on. Like, that's, uh, it wouldn't be with an A, but still. Nah, but Jazz, like, like I said, you could definitely hear, you know, the, the pain in your voice. And so I just want to like, let you know that like, it's okay if you're not feeling okay. Like you don't always have to feel strong just because you're always the one that's helping people, you know? Yeah. And you, you know, you got us as your support system. So we, we always going to be here for you and rock out with you. I know it's, it's definitely good to have your family and friends support when, you know, moving to a new place and getting out of your comfort zone. Cause that's basically what you're doing, right? Like you're in yeah. this foreign territory. You're not used to it. You're used to New York and just like, it's a definitely a game changer. but getting out your comfort zone. I, I'm a firm believer. Girl, why are you hiding like, your girl. face? She's hiding her face. Oh no, She's not crying. Face. Oh, oh my gosh, she's crying. Yeah. You're that's annoying. <laughs> Wipe them tears. It's just oh. girl, but, do not be afraid to show your tears. I am I I like tears. We are so. audio podcast for temporary purposes. <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> until we are video, emotion cannot be. We gotta cut that. Yeah, let me let me change my background yeah, that. taste of home. You know what you mean? <laughs> 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 I, I cannot. The world famous bodega. <laughs> you know what, too, Jazz? I just want to add in there like, these are growing pains. Like, yeah. Just, you know what they say? Like, it gets worse before it gets better. Like, this is all new. It feels like it's going to be worse, but it's because you're starting from scratch. Like, and so it's going exactly. to be You know? No, it was, and it's it was, also what you guys said is like pretty much getting out of my comfort zone. So it's been. I felt like me being more like away from home that I just have to deal with myself. I have no distractions. Like I can't just, Oh, I'm going to a friend's house. I'm going to my family's house. Like I literally have to sit and deal with myself. So that is, that alone has been challenging for me in a sense. Like I always felt like I was always myself, like holding back my own potential because I felt like, I don't know. I just always been a private person. So Mm. now being away from family, I feel like I have no choice but to be more vocal about my emotions or be more vocal about things that I like and don't like because that's the only way I'm going to be able to have a fresh start or where I'm at. So, yeah, it's, it um, sounds like, you know, like you're stepping into your own. Like, it, it, do you know, like uh, when they talk about individuation, that's basically what you're going through is like you're becoming your own person aside from like what you've always known and like where you've grown up you're becoming you you're getting to know yourself on a new level and um of course when you slow down and you move somewhere new and and you can't really run away from yourself all that stuff that you've been running away from is going to come up um yep i mean this is good you know growing pains bro yeah so um 
Yeah, so, you know, whoever, you know, making the transition from moving to one city to another, um, I literally, this has been the most scary experience ever in my life because I didn't go away to school. So I didn't get that mm. experience. I've always been like, <clears throat> like in my comfort. So like for me to do it now is just, I feel like it's more, I feel like I'm finally ready as opposed to before a feeling I need to have been forced to do it. So mm-hmm. no, that's, just that's real though. Like if you've never experienced that, of course it's going to be terrifying, you know? Yeah, you, you can do it. No, yeah, but but yeah, but shout out to you because it's like you know it goes to that point like you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. You know. Yeah. It's kind of like going back to that that you know like you said you were trying to uh, identify or trying to you know uncover your identity of who you are out there, but you you already know who you are. You know what I mean? You know, like you that dope shorty from you know the, from the BX. You know what I mean? And oh, he's giving props to the BX y'all. We got this on this on camera, this on tape. <laughs> Make sure we cast this. Make sure we cast this. At Brooklyn, it's some great people on the BX. I don't know about the BX. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's you what know. you said, Mark. You said the Bronx is the best borough ever. No, that's. <laughs> but um, and he's from Brooklyn. Okay. You know, look. Look, I didn't even got to mention it, right? But yeah, but listen, but uh, but you already know who you are. You already know of the uh, the the the, the tests that you have to overcome to get to the place where you are right now. And just because you're in a new sp- new space, new place, that means that it's a new you. You know, it's definitely um, you just in an evolved state. And so, as Desiree had mentioned earlier, it's just like it's a it's just readjusting to that. But man, oh man, wait, wait until they, wait until they recognize who you are. You know who you are, but wait until the people that you're around and you will be around, they recognize who you are. It's gonna be easy, easy. Yeah, and I want to add to what Mark said really quick, Jazz. Like, you know, when you, I get it because New York was a part of your identity, and you're not living there anymore. And it doesn't mean that that's still not part of your identity. But now that you're not there anymore, and now you just gotta find out who Jazz is is in, in Atlanta, like who your identity is there, like, and, and you've made space for that now, now that you're living in a new um, place, you know? So right now it's kind of like grieve that loss. Like that's what I would recommend to you is grieve that loss, grieve that part of your identity because it is a loss in some way. It's a part of who you are, but it's not gone forever. It's still like in your heart, but you have to allow yourself to be sad. Like it's okay. Like you're right. And I just feel like I've been trying to hold on to that for so long that I haven't been giving, even allowing myself to grow just to have the comfort of just staying the same. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, again, I've been my own, my own worst enemy. Like I've been holding myself back and I'm just finally able to admit that I'm ready for growth. So that's where mm-hmm. I'm at. No, that's big. Nice. I'm not going to find, I've learned a lot of life lessons from being, living out here this gonna be seven years can't even can't even imagine i've been saying i was gonna move back to new york for the last four three and mark mark knows (laughs) so it's just like i think for me especially it it came to a point where it's just like you know what let me just stop focusing on what i'm trying to or what what i think i want and just like enjoy the moment here and like uh, i know when i first moved out here i was like i'm saying yes to everything like i'm like mm-hmm. I'm putting myself out there. I want I want to meet new people. I don't have mm-hmm. anybody here. And it's I definitely got tired and I learned that 
you still continue to just be like, say yes, you know, because you never know what, what could happen. Something good can turn out. I think, and I'll always remember this. The one time I said no was like, my boy was like, oh, Travis Scott concert. This is before he got super big. The tickets were $10. I was like, Travis Scott, uh, I, don't, I don't even, uh, like that guy, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, Kanye pulls up. So I'm looking on his Snapchat. I see Kanye right, like he's standing right in the front. Kanye is right in front of him. I'm like, wow, I just bypassed, like I said no to this concert. That was $10. And I could have saw my favorite rapper of all time, like right there and there. And I was just like, you know what? I'm saying yes to everything. What am I, what's wrong? <laughs> so, you know, like those are the things that you'll learn just by you know, being on your own and just like out in a different area that you didn't grow up in. So mm-hmm. you got it. You know, stay strong, my sister. Here. <laughs> again thank you guys i really appreciate it like i needed that again it's been a rough week but um i finally got over like you know just being sad about it and just living in the moment and just making the best of it and i'm just ready for growth like i said so i appreciate y'all Yo, and, I, and that's a and that's a great point too because if you think about it it's what you're going through is like a double Type of thing. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it is, maybe it is not, because you know Atlanta, everything is open. But for, mm-hmm. people, for those people who are in uh, in the same city, but it's closed, right? And we're all going through that the same that that lockdown, the pandemic, and it's like, how do we, how do we say yes um, to those yeah. type of things in our own city? Like, so I I I, th- I guess I throw it back to Des and Clinton. It's like, yo, like how have y'all? been able to kind of just say yes to different moments and even in light of a pandemic like what has that mindset looked like for y'all or that process yeah I mean for me it's definitely been um meeting up with people obviously like social distance but like knowing that I do have people that I can reach out to and even like the other day like I was sitting at the beach eating just like a sandwich and like I met this random person and I just struck up a conversation so like Guys, if you're a very social person, like, I know that you're an extrovert, like, just meet new people, you know, make new friends, um, and also cultivate, like, that relationship with yourself, like I said, like, grieve, allow yourself to be sad, it's okay, but also, like, give yourself that nurturing that you need that from maybe people who aren't in close proximity to you, as well as also allowing yourself to make new friends and meet new people at the same time. No, I agree, and I guess for me, you know, always got to mass up mass up and uh, I don't know I'll just be I'm I'm probably home a lot <laughs> working <laughs> like that's really um I try to go out like to certain events whatever um get tested beforehand if it's like you know like a party or something like that but to be honest I'm really trying to save my coin so I'm okay with like not always going out or doing this stuff like I think that this pandemic has been it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like for, mm-hmm. it's a curse for, you know, for everyone who is struggling, people who have lost, lost loved ones, you know, happened in my family and lo- losing jobs. But we also need to understand the flip side of this is that it allows us to really understand our self value, understand mm-hmm. what we want to do with our lives and, and really give us time to reflect on our, on ourselves, like mm-hmm. really do the healing within. So I think a lot of my time during this pandemic, I've been tr- traveling a little bit here and there, but really been trying to focus on myself and be, becoming a better me. So understanding ways I can incorporate 
good habits like reading at night, um, exercising, you know, whether it's during lunch or in the morning, but just really trying to work on good habits. And I think that's where I'm more focused on instead of like, like building or like going constantly going out. Like, you know, I, I think I've had a lot of fun in LA and, um, Mm. you know, Mark can attest to some of those good times we had out here. <laughs> Great time. Coming to Vegas. Every summer we we, we uh, would uh, plan a trip to go to, well, for me, it was going from Utah to Vegas to California. And I would be over a course of a two-week uh, duration. And every every time it was just like amazing experience. Like I feel like I live that movie um, – What's that movie in uh, in Las Vegas where the guy blacks out? Hangover. Oh. Hangover. Yeah. Which one? One, two, or three? No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, and Jazz, I just want to say one more thing too. Like, kind of what Mark mentioned, like with this whole COVID thing. Like, not only are you dealing with the new normal of that, but you're also dealing with the new normal of your new life, like your new normal. So it's like double that. And so I think you're just going through this major shedding process and and now everything that you're losing is just for every loss there's a game and so you're just right now in space and you're in that middle period you're in that transition and so of course it's going to be a little tough right now but it will get easier day by day moment by moment girl yep and that's what i'm just looking forward to so i'm just trying to do the work now for a better me and i just like been working on myself and just finding new ways to see myself so I could actually become what I'm seeing. So mm-hmm. and give yourself a hug. I know that sounds stupid, but whenever I'm sad, yo, I legit give myself a hug. I oh, hug I, oh I, I hug myself all the time. Like, I, I hold myself I, 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 I to myself Mark, all the time. You hug yourself time to but time? like listen to what you guys are saying. You I don't, don't hug, hug yourself. I don't hug myself. Hear me out. Self-intimacy jazz, especially when you're feeling alone and sad is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Yeah. Reparent yourself self-partner, whatever you want to call it, but it mm-hmm. is vital, especially with what you're going through. I mean, through. I can get a little intimate with uh, Pamela, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she set me up. She set me up. It was my I, 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 mean, like, I meant like intimacy, like with, like in the... With Pamela. <laughs> Mark is like... like intimate with Pamela. No. You know this is a pandemic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been more so mentally healing myself. Yes. Oh, oh okay. Mental intimacy. In, in said, the, in mental intimacy. Intimacy is yeah. many different things. There's emotional intimacy, mental intimacy, self-love intimacy. It's mm-hmm. not just cool, okay. sir. So, yes, Jazz. Go ahead, Jazz. Yo, that shit, that shit went like off the rail, real quick. <laughs> off the cliff. Oh, oh, that's oh, intimacy on a non-physical <laughs> yeah. level oh. I'm, I'm not gonna say i've been very intimate with myself not physically now i've been treating myself to some of the finest nike sneakers i can buy <laughs> you know like intimacy in the sense like do you hug 
yourself? Do you like no. comfort yourself when you are sad? That is what I meant by intimacy. And if you don't, no. how are you going to do that with another person? See, and that's and that's the, the thing. I know we were talking about relationships, right? And I'm a firm believer that you have to be able to love yourself. Like you got to be a hundred with yourself before you can bring mm. someone Yo. else in. And that's also like, that's what I'm kind of going through. So I'm understanding my bad habits, things that I, I know I need to work on, like my weaknesses, I want to turn them into strengths, right? So one of the things I think I might have shared with you last week was like, I'm a terrible writer, that's not my thing. And I was reading this book, it was just like, um, just kind of encouraging sorry, people to write. I can't oh. get over the pen. <laughs> I'm fucking weak, I'm weak, I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not serious, give me like two seconds. Oh, she's, okay, all right. Sorry. Okay, so I'm, re- I'm reading this book that's, it's pretty much like encouraging pe- encouraging you that you can write. So one thing I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a, a personal blog. And that's something that I always thought that, I, you know, writing is not my strong suit. That's not what I'm good at. But I'm going to try something new and put myself out there, you know, get out my comfort zone. So that's, you know, we, we just got to really leverage what we're going through and take advantage of it. Right. Well, I respect that, Clinton, because it's like, you know, you can turn a weakness into a strength. And if mm-hmm. you know, like that that right there is self-partnering. That's intimacy for yourself. Doing See, you know, like, I'm, I'm intimate. I'm intimate. What about you, Mark? How intimate do you get? Not with Pamela. What? Yeah, I'm, first off, I want to. I just want to refrain, bros. I want all the hand movements. <laughs> I know that was that was wild, dude. That was wild. Like, like as Des moves over, no, right, I can't sanitize. You're in a pandemic. Like Des is over there traumatized. <laughs> Yo, I was. I'll be honest. I was not expecting that. I'm trying to focus because we're talking about like our mental health, but like, That's I need to, like. Too. I need to like regulate right now because that was just wild after i leave that is gonna wipe down everything that's a that's a really good question though because i think um it, like throughout the pandemic obviously a lot of people have to sacrifice things they enjoy doing and love doing right for for themselves whether that's going outside or you know you know, connecting with people. But for me, like, I grew up as an athlete. Like, I grew up playing tennis. I grew up being active, right? Being able to do all these outside things, outdoor things. Uh, but having that, right? So, um, and also, like, art. Like, art is really a big part of my life as well. So, like, you know, going back to what I used to, like, and it's so funny because, like, it's funny how, like, the things that I love doing kind of, um manifested in the way that they did because it's what it's how i'm back like like it's how i go back to myself like i have this graffiti book that i've been doing i I created in high school and literally i'll just write down any random word that i like inspired by or like oh let me see how that look or how i can interpret this word through art and and i've and i've and i've been able to just build this book from like over 10 years and it's just so dope to see every page look completely different, completely different pattern, completely different structure, completely different, um, you know, design, how it grew, how it evolved on my technique, right? And also how I allowed other people who all also share the same love of art or graffiti and have them design what they interpret of these words and just kind of see that, right? And mm-hmm. so I've been going back to that 
I've been kind of just going back to my going back to the basics, what I call it, and um, and doing that, you know. So I'm busting out all my Sharpie pins that I, I collected over the years. I got this big-ass bag of Sharpies <laughs> and just kind of just going ham in this graffiti book, you know. So, um, but yeah, just things like that is, is what I've been doing, reverting back to when I don't have the things that I um, that I'm used to doing, like playing like like playing sport, sports or going outside because of the snow, right? So those are the things that I think is is what I've been doing, and also just connecting with friends and family. Yeah, Mark, I'm not gonna front. That's my I I think that was my New Year's kind of resolution to myself that I wanted to work on building my relationships with friends and family and like really connect with people because. Throughout everything that's going on, the most important thing is like the people that are around you, right? The people that spend time with you, people that invest in you, right? And care about you. You got to reciprocate that same type of energy. So sometimes I think we're so caught in texting because I know I am. I'm a huge texter, like, but I need to remind myself that it's, hey, I need to pick up the phone call and, you know, call call my my aunt, my, my, my godmom or, you know, my cousins and check on them. So it's like, I'll be now I'm having conversations with different members of my families for like an hour after work or hour and a half, you know, sometimes sometimes in between work or, you know, in, in sessions and stuff like that. So it's been really effective to like just reach it out. And, and, and I'm telling my family this and they're appreciating it. And friends and family just like, wow, that's big. You know, even my cousin was just like thanking me because he's like, I know I'm bad at reaching out, but I really want to thank you for you know, con- you know, still pursuing and still, you know, not taking things personal. And I think it's hard because sometimes mm-hmm. I, think, I text you, why mm-hmm. you get And I was definitely feeling that way. Like, yo, I texted you in April. I ain't here for a whole, you know, six, been a whole nother year. But it's like, I'm not going to hold that type of energy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, he's coming out here. He's going to start a life. I'm excited. Like, this is good. So I can't be, I can't hold that stuff. And I think that's how sometimes we get caught up in that. And maybe too the pandemic for him was rough. Like you know, like it's been a rough year for all of us. Mm-hmm. Like for me, for example, like I know I post a lot on social media, and you know I have a lot of really really great things going for me. I've gained a lot during this pandemic, but I'm also going through a lot of loss currently. Um, not like physical loss of like a person, but a lot of loss of just relationships. Um, um, how can I put this? Like. A lot of grief, a lot of loss, and I'm kind of similar to you, Jazz. Like I'm kind of going through this like kind of loss of a part of myself. Um, for me, in the sense of like I'm letting go of my trauma identity, you know, the hurt part of me. Um, I've healed a lot of those things, and so I don't need to hold on to that part of me anymore. And so for me, there's been some grief with that, if I'm being honest with you, um, because that was my identity for like 27 years was being this traumatized person, being this person who was used to chaos and all that so now that i'm transitioning into you know becoming this thriving healthy person that like i've never been in my entire life yes it's an amazing thing and and there's a lot of gain and i love the person that i am becoming however nobody talks about how hard that is how hard it is to become this person the person that you want to be the person that you're proud of um it's very difficult and it comes with a lot of tears and a lot of um moments with myself where I do need to hold myself and, and work through that grief and loss and sadness and whatever else I'm experiencing. So, yeah. And may I just add like, that, like, you know, it's hard to also take accountability 
for your action, for your for your growth, you know, like sometimes we, we a lot we use like relationships as distractions to to not take a responsibility for your own sense of growth, your own sense of identity, like outside of your relationships, outside of your job, outside of everything you're going through, like or everything that you involve yourself in, you know, you're still just a, a human being. Absolutely. Life and with its ups and downs with the pandemic and realize that the people that you look for for support is also going through their own growing pains of life. And, you know, we have to just hold ourselves more accountable. And I feel like that is more what um, I'm now struggling struggling with, with my transition and just holding myself accountable that no one's responsible for your growth jazz but you. You yeah. have to do and that's where I'm at right now. I mean, I agree with you because um, for me, like, I've always either had family or friends or, you know, I was in a relationship like a year ago and then my whole life blew up when COVID happened. Um, I lost everything at once. You know, I had lost the job I was working in. I had lost my relationship. And like this past year, it's coming on a year now with COVID. And it was a year of loss, but honestly, it brought me to myself and me partnering with myself. And for the first time in my life, I don't need a relationship to distract me. And I don't want to get into a relationship until I'm the healthiest I can be. Because obviously when you are in a relationship or you're looking for one, you don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. And if there are things that you need to work on within yourself, that's what's going to mirror back to you in another person. And so me knowing that, knowing that I still have some wounds to heal, that's what I'm focusing on. It's like trying to heal that before I allow another person in with all their baggage too, because let's be real, we're all human. Um, so for me, like, that's what I've been going through. And I could relate a lot to your struggle in a different way. Cause although I moved to California three years ago, like right now, there's a lot of, you know, transitioning that I'm doing with recognizing maybe I shouldn't be like talking to this person, or maybe like this person's not the healthiest for me. And like really realizing who I need in my life and who needs to kind of transition out because they're just no longer well, or they need me to be unwell to maintain a relationship with them, you know, and that's been really hard because some of these people are my closest people, you know, whether it's friends, family, whoever, and and that's been really, really difficult. Um, so yeah, like I get where you're coming from and what you're going through just in a different way. Toxic, right? That's the that's the the new word, right? Just the you people who are don't add value to who you are, or you can't learn from them, or they don't bring something that's new and different into your life, then you can't, you people are starting to reevaluate their friendships and um, relationships and what and what does a friendship and relationship look like to some people, right? Because everything is not the same. That same energy is not always going to get um, reciprocated, right? Like someone's not always going to do the same things that that uh, you would do for them. And I think that's a lot of stuff has been happening during this pandemic. People started to realize that. <laughs> no, and I think that's the, and I think that's, that's the expectation of the reciprocation is also a problem, right? Absolutely. Because I feel like that's a, that's a toxic trait in itself. It's like, oh, I did something for you, so you should do something for me. Well, it depends. So there's nuance, right? Because say, for example, me and Jeff, like, I would say that I have taken on a lot in my life, the role of like a fixer or helper. And I'm always helping people, but that's never reciprocated. And I don't need the help to, for it to get reciprocated, but it'd be nice for it to be reciprocated. 
you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting reciprocation, but you're absolutely right. If you're doing it to expect something, then your intention is not pure. But I do believe that, you know, wanting reciprocation, that in itself, there's like nothing wrong with that, especially if you've been giving and giving and giving your whole life, you know? Yeah. And I've, and it's so funny because I've had people are shocked because they was like, oh, you know, you've been doing so much for me or you've been providing so much value. And I feel bad because um either they they feel pressure because they have to do it they have to then return it or they're shocked because i'm like no nah, i don't want anything back like that's not you know i did it for me <laughs> you know what i mean i did it because I, I i enjoy you know uh you know supporting people that's in my circle you know because i know this somehow some way in, in a different shape, different form, that is going to be reciprocated down the line. It doesn't have to be immediate. I don't. I don't have. Like I feel like I have enough of that validation for myself that I don't need like you to say like, "Yo, you're that." You, you know, you that. I don't need a hype man to hype me up because I, I do that for myself already. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, and I think that's where the growth comes into because it's not always like that, right? Of course, we all got doubts. Of course, we all got you know egos and whatnot, but. I think that's the point where it's just like when you're able to do something for somebody and be okay receiving nothing. Well, that just shows how genuine of a person you are. Cause not everybody helps with that intent, you know? And so, I mean, that's commendable Mark, because like for me, I've experienced, you know, just different people in my life who don't have those pure intentions. And it's about discerning that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, especially when, you know, you open up to people and you think everybody has the same heart as you and they don't. And so it gets rough. Like, you know, everything we're talking about here, it's a lot of gray area and it's, you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's hard out there. Yeah, Hedy, so you know you want to sing the song, Clint. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But <laughs> it's another setup. I can't help myself. If I hear something that sounds like a music term or something like that, it just makes me want to like, can we just you know we could get real deep i was gonna say can we talk about the fact that you use humor to deflect but you know i'm just kidding humor i'm kidding i actually that is that's definitely not kidding but you know that's that's, a whole different conversation that's that's definitely my mechanism if i hear something i'll i'll laugh at first and then i'll think back and i was like that shit wasn't even funny i got a problem with it like but my first intention is to laugh which is like but it's okay. Um, but we can always count on you to make it lighthearted, though. Yeah, you know? see, I, as J. Cole once said, every joke has a little bit of truth in it. Mm-hmm. You know, people use jokes to, dis- to disguise what they really want to say sometimes. Exactly. Because I know the truth can be hurtful. And sometimes, right, we, we grew up in New York. We know how it is. We can be direct. We can be honest. And we can be, we keep it real. So. People hurt. So sometimes you got to add a little humor, sprinkle a little. Sugar coat it a little bit to make it less hurtful. Deliver the truth. A little harsh, you can say. But the truth is still the truth, whether you, you take it as a joke or you take it mm-hmm. as serious as you want to take it. Yeah. Like, uh, if, what's that term, guys? Like, tolerate the distress. Like, I think yeah, at a I certain bet. point, like, things can be really uncomfortable or we're talking about some really tough stuff and it's cool to like, you know, add some humor in there, but like, you got to ask yourself, like, are you doing it to deflect and then because it's making you uncomfortable or is it to lighten it up? And it's just interesting. It's just, I like to, you know, sometimes I like to avoid questions. However, Mm -hmm. I, I love to add some like humor on, on, uh, (laughs) because 
sometimes we, we need to, to take a step back and remember, like, you just got to just... It's like laugh yeah, at right? You just got to... If you can't laugh, like, and if you can't laugh at yourself, then yeah. you that's a, a problem. Like, it, I know I've been in so many situations where it's like, damn, I did that dumb shit. And damn, you got to laugh. And it's yeah. just like, you know what? It was a life lesson learned. I know not to do it next time, but you just, yeah, look back and laugh at it. And I'm, for myself, I try not to hold on to, to, to a lot of negative energy because I know if I keep festering about it, I keep thinking about it, it's, it's only going to hurt me uh, more because I'm, I'm, I'm wasting time dwelling on something that I can no longer change or I, I can no longer create an impact about it or do anything around that situation. So it's just like, let me just laugh. But it, it is bad that my initial, I feel like and I'm, I've been cognizant of that, that I can just like, ha, ha, ha. It's not bad. It's an observation. I know. You're good. All right. All right. Get that. Mark. Doctor. Doctor. Mark, what is that serenity prayer? Like, you probably know what it is. Like, grant me the things that I can't change or however it goes. Wait, say it one more time. The serenity prayer. How does it go? Do you know what grant, it is? Grant me the courage to change the, um, how do we just Google it? Just yes. Google it. <laughs> just hey, Google it. yeah but that like you're absolutely right i think it takes a certain level of like ego work to be able to laugh at yourself and not take it too seriously because life is hard you have to laugh but then you also have to take it seriously at right. certain points and i think it's the balance between all of that you know balance of life yo i was listening to a uh interview with um swiss beats and it was around mental health and and it was just dope because i've never heard him talk about it at all and one of the things he said that was profound that stood out to me it was that people take that time to uh reflect but they're so impressed reflection they don't they don't actually utilize the reflect they don't utilize the results of the reflection to to put into change And it's because a lot of people are intellectualizing instead of actually reflecting with their body and, and somatically and feeling it. A lot of people use their mind to work through things instead of, you know, how you're actually supposed to heal, which is releasing it from your body. Yeah. And it was just like, because it's like, oh, that was that. Oh, that's, oh, you know, like when you start actually getting into the work within you, like, and you start really identifying things, but you really got to be just as brave or brave enough to kind of say like, yo, I want to change. Like, I want to, I want to bring this. And it's very, and it seems like it's a simple process. Like, all right, let me reflect. Let me see what I did wrong. Be more self-aware, but how could I, how could I be different? How could I move around the world or this, you know, in my existence a little bit differently than I was before. And, and it seems, and it seems easy because everybody wants to do it, but the act the I feel like the reality of people doing the work to change is slim to none. And I, and I say that lightly because I know I, don't, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for myself, it's like, yeah, I know I got that. I, I know I, I could, I could be better in this area of my life, but um, am I really putting in the work or am I really utilizing the, the stuff, the thoughts uh, <coughs> of me looking into, you know, myself to see if that's going to change. You know what, though? I think, like, it takes a certain level of self-compassion because you're right. Like, changing is not easy at all. And some points can be absolutely brutal, especially if you're really honest with yourself and you're really going there with yourself and in your psyche. Like, man, 
sometimes it's like almost experiencing like a death of like certain parts of yourself. That's what integration is, you know? Um, so it is absolutely brutal at points, but it's also beautiful. It's compassionate, so many different things. And I don't think you can say that there's one way to do it. And it's a spectrum. There's, you know, you can go only as deep as you allow yourself to take you. So absolutely, Mark. And the level of self-discipline that you have to have in order yes, to that. say that again. It takes it's a lot of discipline. And consistency that we just, those two elements of change is important. And though if you lack one, it's, it's kind of hard to see your, your change, your growth. And again, especially now and when everyone wants like instant change, like, which is like, I feel like sometimes it's utterly impossible because like you're, you're healing for a lifetime. We're, we're changing every single day. Like evolution is not just for a period of time. Like as we get older, as we go through a different phase of life, as we have children or whatever you want to do with your life, we're changing every time a, a different phase happens because it requires a different level of you that you never experienced before. So it's like, you're constantly just, it's just a constant cycle. Absolutely. What do they say? Like healing is a spiral. It's not linear. You go Mm -hmm. to deeper and deeper truths about yourself. You're always like, you can heal one thing, one wound, but you're always, I mean, it's true. It's it's scary. It's it's scary because you have to face yourself. And I can say that like, you know, like I, my journey started when I would say like probably 21 and it's been seven years and I've learned so much about myself. And as like my healing journey goes on, like I learned deeper and deeper things about myself as the time goes on that I'm like, wow, like as I go deeper with myself, more things are revealed and, and that's just part of it, you know? So you guys are in my head. <laughs> They're in my head. No, no I, I think that Discipline and, and uh, consistency are definitely the, the, the highly important. We need to take that and like cut it yeah. and put it on Instagram as like a clip because you're absolutely right, guys. Like that is self love at its finest. Self discipline is a form of self love. Like if you can put yourself and so this is like the le- the biggest lesson I the two biggest lessons I've learned within this past year is surrender and it's choosing myself above all else, not in a selfish way. But in a way that, like, for once, I'm going to put myself first. And if that means i got to lose people on the way to do it, I will. Because my mental health is most important to me. My well-being is the most important thing to me. You know, so. No, I, I agree. I agree. And I think that should be on everybody's list. Um, you know, as I, as I kind of mapped out the next six months of this year, I'm like, yo, what is my theme of this year? And I'm like, yo, it's it's for me, by me. You know what I mean? FUBU, like. <laughs> you know you know there's some there's some there's some uh some words that need to be exchanged but yeah but that's the thing right it's like yo what are you doing for you and that's by you you know uh yeah it's, it's it's dope when somebody else can pour into you but you know as jazz said it really early in this conversation is like you know what i what I, like you're you're in control of that right you are the captain of your ship and that's and that's what it's coming down to. Nobody else can do this work for you. And I always heard like you can either stay the same or you can be different, but each one is a choice. What one would you rather do? They're both equally hard. So I want to be different. I'm not saying different like you have to fix yourself or change yourself. You're great the way you are. You know, you're inherently amazing because you just are. But let's be real, if we're doing the self-healing, self 
work on ourselves. There are certain things that we know that we can do with that or improve. And it doesn't mean we're trying to be perfect. It means that we're coming from a place of self-compassion, but also self radical self-honesty as well. So, And it's a journey. We have to understand, like, I have patience too. I feel... Um, Patience with growth is something that it's it's necessary. And, you know, some people just want to see instant change. Like I said, like, especially now with social media, with the pandemic, it's like we just want change to happen so quickly. But, like, we don't know when this pandemic is going to be over. So at this point, you have to literally still continue to just sit with yourself and just, just wait. But if not now, when? Like, I feel like this is the perfect time. Yeah. And I think that people are just so used to, like you said, because of social media, like our society is very conditioned to want the instant gratification and not think about the long-term satisfaction. And if you put in the slow work now, you'll have the life you want. Like if you put in the work, like people just want it now and that's not realistic, you know? And if it is realistic, it's not going to be sustainable. Exactly. Yeah. And I also wanted to say, you know, because just to kind of reframe it, right? Because we don't have no control. Like we have 50, 50% of what happened to us, we don't have control of, right? And the other 50% we do. And I think it's uh, within that 50% is how we frame things. So when we say like, we want change instantly right now, but I'm a big believer that change happens in your mind and then your body manifests that change, right? Mm-hmm. So what you like, so it's like every like the thoughts, the actions, the beliefs that we act out always is always they're born or they're planted in our mind first. And so when you say that you're looking for change, one I feel like one of the easiest things to change to start to change is how you think, right? And how you start looking at things. And then from that, you 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 will see the physical change. And, you know, obviously in a longer period of time, how depending on what you're looking at or what you're doing. Uh, but I really think that if we want change fast, the fastest change is just like, yo, things can go really negative. But if you think about it, if you challenge yourself, they can go really positive. Mm-hmm. And and they both exist at the same rate. It just is like, I forget, I forget um, maybe it was Confucius. It's like, the person who says that they, they can succeed and the person who said that they can't succeed are generally right. Mark, I want to add to that too, because you're absolutely right, but it's a little deeper too than just mindset shift. Um, a lot, actually 90% of people's behavior is like subconscious conditioning. So it takes a lot of subconscious work first to be able to then shift your mindset because you could have a positive mindset and try to shift like intellectually like with your mind but if you have trauma stored in your body which is your subconscious mind and your conditioning that's what's going to run the show like not what you want but like who you are inside so say like for example like you have a pattern of like a, a quick example say you're conditioned in survival mode and you want to think the law of attraction right for example like you can think positive all you want, but if internally you actually have this inner belief of survival mode, that's what's going to be manifested to you, not your mindset. So it's, I think, a combination of mindset work like you talked about and also doing that embodiment subconscious conditioning work at the same time. It's both. I think in order to become like a whole human being and in order to make sustainable, permanent changes, you know? 
Uh, yo, Des, I, I I accept that, you know, and I think that's 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 powerful because. Yeah. I'm just saying. But but how much we owe you? But if you think about it, we're we're, say, we're on the same point, you know, because whether yeah, it, yeah, yeah. whether whether it's consciously or subconsciously is in your mind, you know, exactly. And so, you know, yeah, you know, and bro, like, and exactly, you you brought up W E the voice, like. And uh, double consciousness and double subconsciousness. I'm not even know if that's even a thought, right? Like my mind is blown even talking about a double co- subconscious, right? But, um, but yeah, like it, it really kind of just plays up, plays it out because, I, you know, you know more than I know. I mean, you understand it in a way that I don't. Where it's like, yo, your body is the uh, the shadow of your mind, right? Like it. It's basically okay. So your body is your nervous system. Right. Your mind is like the thinking cognitive conscious part of you, your body is your nervous system. So it holds, stores trauma. And it, so say for example, like um, we talked about this before, but like the book, the body keeps the score. Like that's a really good book on, on, on this further. If you wanted some, some resource. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know, how, and like you, like you, like, and I think even talked about it, like, yo, when you, when you had that trauma, like what are you doing physically to release that? Right. Um, And I think for, like for men, or for me, is like the way I do that is by working out, by you know, by uh, releasing that physically, like getting that that was that off me, you know. Because when I don't, I feel funny, I feel clogged, I feel like ah, I need to like I need to do something because this is so it's just too much, right? So that's my daily therapy, physical therapy, you know, like yo, I need to do that, I need to I need to move, you know, um, and it's so funny because. Without that, it's just like yo, your whole mental changes. It's, it's completely different. So I agree. I agree with you. But but and and the and and I think we're on the same the same the same coin. The same coin. absolutely. Yeah, just different parts of the body. But remember the mind body connection. Whether you change your mind and then your body follows, or your body you change your body and your mind follows, they're interconnected. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to get them on the same page in order for you to actually have sustainable like change and, and be the person you want to be. So. Agreed, agreed. And I think that's what everyone is, is, is trying to do, right. To, to be the, the best version of themselves. I, I feel like, you know, some individuals are content with who they are, um, but where their life is. However, there are groups of people who are always thinking about what more can I do? What, what, like, this is not enough. And then they never seem to be satisfied. So it's just, um, understanding that ability to, to concept that you always don't have to be constantly thinking like this, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I didn't do that, but kind of reevaluating and understanding that it's okay and it's all right to, to continue to push yourself, right? Yeah, like you don't want to become perfect. It's about becoming self-compassionate and being okay with being imperfect, mm-hmm. but also striving to be your true self, like yeah. your truest version of you, your most authentic self. And it's a middle, it's a middle ground between striving for, for, for perfection and just not wanting to change at all. There's a definitely middle happy medium yeah. that's like In between. the best to be attained. You know? It's tough. It's, it's, it's a tough place. And, you know, I think it, it's something that we're all working on. And through this process, it definitely is, um, you know, I'm definitely learning a lot about each one of you and also about myself. For having this conversation, so I appreciate all oh, yeah. 
Conversations of Color from the streets to the beats.